We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think the league is as wide open right now as it's probably been in quite some time. You can make a case for Baylor. You can make a case for Oklahoma State. You can make a case for Oklahoma. And maybe some others. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. We are back again. It is Fremont Pod. I am John Kurtz. And today we continue with uh, more coverage from Big 12 Media Days. That means you get to hear from the voice of the Cats and one of the greatest dudes that you will find in the broadcast industry, Wyatt Thompson. Really excited to get you guys this. He sat down with Cole and Derek at Arlington and Big 12 Media Days. So I've got you for the first little part of this. We'll get you into the interview and uh, everything will be all right with the world. First of all, thank you, as always, for the uh, support of Holiday Distillery. They bring you 360 Vodka and Ben Holiday Bottle and Bond Bourbon. Whichever your poison is, pick your poison there. If you are a bourbon fan, I've heard nothing but great things about Ben Holiday's Bottle and Bond Bourbon. It is pretty new, so make sure you get out there. You want to be the cool one and find the new bourbon that your friends are all going to love? That's the stuff, man. Go find it. Go try it out and support those who support us, which is Holiday Distillery, and they've been there since day one of the three mop pod. They also have 360 vodka. If you are more of a vodka drinker, that's not my style as much, but also you see 360 vodka everywhere. If that is your style, that is a great way to go as well. So Holiday Distillery brings you Ben Holiday Bottle and Bond Bourbon and 360 vodka. Thank you to their support as always. Okay, Wyatt Thompson, a guy that I know very well, hosted a weekly radio show with him uh, throughout football and basketball season for the better part of what, like seven or eight years? I spent a lot of time in a little little cube with Mr. Wyatt Thompson, one of the best dudes around that you will ever meet. If you ever see him at a catbacker event, something like that, definitely go introduce yourself. One of the uh, best guys and just a great cat, man. Great cat who's been around for a long time now, since uh, 2002 when he took over as play-by-play voice of the Kansas State Wildcats. I'm excited for this conversation. Here's what uh, Wyatt had to say about the Cats' upcoming season and everything happening right now around Manhattan with Derek and Cole. 
We're pleased to be joined with the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. Wyatt, thanks for joining with coming mm -hmm. on with us. My pleasure. It's good to be on with you guys. Um, thrilled to be here in Dallas. This is kind of the official, for me at least, uh, I'm sure you guys are the same way, kind of the kickoff of the new football season. I'm, I'm excited to get going. We, start we made a return trip last September. <laughs> uh, last year, we came here a second time. Is That's it, right. Or is that going to happen this year? Well, I'd like to do it uh, <laughs> three times, actually. Oh, well, yeah. you know, in a year. I mean, yeah. we can't play Stanford every time. But I get the point. I, I told Stan coming in here today, wouldn't it be cool to be here today and then come back in December? And you want to dream a little bit, but, you know, I really like this team. Sure, there are question marks, but I, I think the league is wide, wide open, and I'm sure you guys would agree with that. Yeah, what do you think the ceiling is for this team? It strikes us as the most talented roster that Chris Kleiman's had. Yeah, I would agree with that. And with that said, I don't know if I would say I know what the ceiling is yet. And, and what I mean by that is, I asked Coach at his press conference about the safety position. I think that's a key thing because he went and last year got those guys in the transfer portal and got them ready to play early, and they were terrific. Rush East is now playing in the NFL. I love Julius Brents. I think he's a heck of a player. I mean, you think about what Reggie Stubblefield did. If, if they can replicate some of that, with some of these new guys, whether it's, you know, Kobe Savage or whoever it might be, Josh, whatever, Cheatham. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that could be in the mix. I think you've got a really good football team on your hands. And then on top of that, I think we have a pretty good feel for the offense with Deuce, the receivers, maybe even to a degree the offensive line. But what is Adrian Martinez going to be really? I think he's a wonderful young man. I think he's fit in very well. I think he's a terrific athlete. I don't know what that says to you guys, but to me that says he's got a chance. He's got, we know this, he's a good young man. He's a good athlete. I think we know he's gonna get good coaching. I like my chances that he's gonna be pretty decent. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Well, he's got a better supporting cast. I think he's even mentioned it than maybe the teams that he had in Nebraska. Sure. And a better coaching staff. And then when it comes to the safeties, it definitely feels like there's a Quiet confidence, would you say, around Josh Hayes and Kobe Savage? Yeah, I, I've liked Josh Hayes since I first met him. You know, <laughs> these coaches love experience. Yeah. Coach talked about it today with Adrian Martinez, and I think you can see that with Josh, maybe to a lesser degree with Kobe and, 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 and maybe others. But that's why I think they had the success they did last year. Those guys had been around the block a little bit. It was easier to fit in. You know, in Adrian's situation, even though he didn't really do a whole lot in the spring until the last couple of practices. And I loved what I saw when they cut him loose for those last two. He really has abilities. But even when he wasn't doing everything, you could tell he was very familiar and comfortable with the surroundings and the offense, even though he was still kind of putting it all together in one mixing bowl and, and getting it ready to bake, so to speak. I, I just think there's so much upside to him uh, you almost wish there was more time, but but I'll, I'll take the one, I guess, as opposed to zero. Well, and, and what a selling point it would be for Kansas State and this coaching staff. Adrian Martinez, you see Nebraska fans always coming after him, right? Sure. And, sure. and they blame him for the failures and struggles in Lincoln. But if Kansas State and this coaching staff can make have his best season under this staff, what that does, I mean, they already have the last three quarterbacks get drafted, right? And then you right. got Adrian Martinez. It would just be a really staple guy for, for Colin Klein. 
to put his mark on. You covered a lot of things there, Cole, in, in all honesty, and I, I would add to it a couple of thoughts come to mind just hearing you talk. I, I would say first and foremost, in all fairness to everyone, I believe most people that are involved in the game will tell you the quarterback gets way too much credit and way too much criticism. And I'm not defending the Nebraska fan base. I'm just saying that's true with all, right? So so there's that. I, I think after that, you, you look at this young man. I had a couple of people up there that knew a little bit about him and knew him decently well that, that basically called him a five-star kid and a four-star talent. Well... I don't know what that says to you, but that says that's pretty good. That's it's it's like thoroughbred racehorse. I'll take it. You know, yeah. bloodlines matter. The, that experience matters. All of those things matter when it comes to to football. And again, I can't over stress this or understress it. Whatever's the right way to say it, the way he has fit into the K State program, you, you you have to play that out. That's significant in every single way, in my opinion. Do they have enough? Firepower at wide receiver. I, I think Phil Brooks is underrated. Yep. But the, excuse me, I think the rest are kind of like you're waiting to see that kind of rise to the surface still. I think that is a spectacular question because I, I wonder in my own mind, other than maybe safety, if that isn't the next biggest question on the team. I'm like you, I I'm, a, I'm a big Phillip Brooks fan, I'm a Malik Knowles fan. I think both guys are capable of more, especially Malik. Mm -hmm. And that's to take nothing away from Philip, but I think Philip is over the course of his career has probably been a little bit more consistent. He's maximized himself. He's too. maximized it out a little bit. I, I still don't know if Malik has played his best football. Do you? Yeah, I mean, there, I just don't no think. Way. No, yeah. I agree with that. You know, and and the other factor there is everybody else. I'm one of the lucky ones. I get to see practices from time to time, and I, I'm a <laughs> knock on wood. I hope I'm right on this one. I really think RJ Garcia has a chance to be terrific. I don't know if he'll be terrific in 2022 or he'll be good in 22, but he's going to be somewhere in there. And I think moving ahead, he'll even take it the next step or the step after that moving forward. You know, there are other guys. I think it's great to have, you know, somebody like. Cade Warner back with his, you know, and he's not a superior athlete, but again, experience. He's going into this camp so much farther ahead than he was a year ago because he knows what he's doing. And then, you know, there there are other guys there. I mean, what can they get from a Keenan Garber? They've got a transfer kid that I haven't really seen yet that they really like. So that's what I love about this day and moving towards the start of camp because you really start honing in and focusing in on those positions and you know how much will Cooper Beebe play guard or tackle or right. there, I mean we could talk for 10 hours about this with every every single position and I love that part of it well, what do you think of the offensive line I mean you got Cooper Beebe obviously yeah. you got Taylor Portier which is significant I mean I thought he, he was one of K-State's best offensive linemen and then yeah. he his ACL, right? KT Levison is back, yep. you know, and then you've got some young guys, Andrew right. Langang, others. Yep. I mean, what, what do you make of this offensive line and how good they could be? Well, I look at it like this, and I they lost a significant piece at center. We understand that with Noah Johnson. I don't know if Noah's necessarily the greatest athlete to ever come down the pike, but he was so smart and so tough, technically did so many things right. 
How do they replace that? Well, I think Hayden Gillum is capable of that. I'm, I'm a big fan of those two young kids, Hadley Panzer, who got his feet wet a little bit last year. And I think Andrew Langang has a chance to be a pro. I'm way high on him. I, I mean that sincerely. He's exceptionally strong and tough. Um, I, I could see him playing a ton of football and maybe being one of those guys like Cooper that they move around. Very gifted athlete. But Taylor Portier is a key one there because I think you're right. Kleiman has said going into last year when he tore up his knee that he was their best offensive lineman, which is significant when that line includes Christian Duffy and, and you know, some of those kind of guys, uh, Cooper Beebe. Right. I mean, that, that's that's pretty that's pretty good. Yeah. When Cotter Riley doesn't give out praise very much. We know that. Right. And, and he called Taylor Portier this spring, even an all Big 12 caliber player. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you look at the 2020 season when he got inserted into the lineup, the running game exploded those last few games that season and I'm not sure. just Taylor Portier but obviously played a part he was blowing guys off the football so yeah athletic. he's a good athlete that's that's well said um and I think he has a very large motor you know knock on wood you just have to hope that he stays healthy I think he's really in good shape and ready to go now you got to get him through camp and get him into the season um I my expectations for him is I think he starts from day one and will continue to to move forward. He, he's a really neat young guy. Uh, you had him at the catbacker event a well, lot, right? Yeah, so we how, did. He was pretty good with that? Well, he, yeah, and he, he has a lot of personality. And he, but he, he <laughs> the bottom line is, is this a game about toughness and talent? And he has both of those factors in my mind. And I, I like your your perception on Lingate. I mean, yeah. he strikes me as a Cooper BB type that's going to be versatile, can yeah. play guard, Harder. can move out to tackle. Yeah, I, when I first saw him, you know, who came to mind for me, even though he might be just a little bit taller, is Cody White. Yeah. because he has excellent hands and feet. And I was so amazed early on. You know, there are a lot of guys that will come in that are 6'3", or 6'3 and a half or 6'4", and as a, as a true freshman are weighing 265 or 270. But he came in at 6'4 and 300 and was he looked accomplished. He may not have been in terms of the knowledge of the game, but from the body perspective, he, he met you farther than halfway by a long ways. How's that? He, he's got a chance to be special. All right, so there's part one of the interview with Wyatt Thompson. We've still got plenty more coming. We will take a break. Uh, but on the other side, you're going to get more with Wyatt Thompson as uh, he joined Derek and Cole live from Arlington at Big 12 Media Days. That's coming up next. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, back on the Three Ball Pod. John Kurtz with you. Derek and Cole will talk more with Wyatt Thompson in just a moment. First, though, I do need to remind you, if you have not checked out Home Field Apparel yet, please do because you're going to, frankly, you will look uncool. If you don't have the Home Field Apparel out at the bill this year for a football game, you're not – you're just going to be missing out. You're going to see all these awesome designs and be like, man, where was that? Well, it was at home field apparel because they just dropped the K-State line on July 16th. And this stuff is amazing. I mean, I've been waiting for this for a while. College football fans know well, if you're somebody, especially an internet savvy, like a Twitter savvy college football fan, you know all about home field apparel and how awesome this stuff is. They take their time to do their research to find old school, really cool designs, great material, super comfortable, looks awesome. Uh, it's as good as you can get when it comes to college apparel. And as such, K-State fans responded in kind. They are third all-time, K-State fans, in uh, purchases of these from fan bases. Number one, Florida. Number two, Georgia. Number three, K-State. Uh, K-State podiumed in the first day by getting all the way up there to number three, which uh, if you follow Home Field Apparel on Twitter, you saw plenty of press and publicity about that. I even saw Mike Golick Jr. just tweeting about it, like how excited he was that K-State fans did that. So, Make sure to get on the action. They have 15 different designs, old school logos. It is super, super cool. You can get hoodies. You can get crew decks. You can get T-shirts. Um, they're awesome. Go check it out. And make sure when you check out, use promo code 3MAW, 3MAW, the number 3MAW, to get 15% off your order. And uh, basically, tell them the 3MAW sent you. All right? So go get hooked up on the clothes and uh, come say hi to us at a football game this year and make sure you're rocking that home field apparel. Thank you to uh, their support. Without further ado, here is part two of the conversation that Derek and Cole had with K-State play-by-play voice Wyatt Thompson. What's it say about Chris Kleiman and the way he evolves as a coach? Because last year, changed the defense. Yep. This year, we're, we're changing the offense. He's made some support staff stuff to kind of elevate the recruiting we, we discussed earlier. He's just kind of not the same coach he even was at North Dakota State anymore. I think that's perfectly said. You know, there's a lot of things when you ask that question that come to mind. I think, I'll almost equate it to a basketball coach. You hear coaches say all the time, well, don't ask me about stylistically what are we because we're going to do what we do with the personnel we have. I think that's kind of what Coach Kleinman is and what you kind of described there. Because making that kind of move defensively as close to the season as they were a year ago, took some guts and they were committed to it. There were growing pains, (laughs) but they never really went away from it. And the next thing you know, they show up here in Dallas and I don't know what your expectations were, but I was thinking, I hope we can win. And I think this is gonna be a good football game and K-State clocked them. It's like, here we go, you know? Now again, the whole season wasn't perfect and there's ups and downs, but I do think He's a guy that, like all good coaches, and Stan and I were talking about this earlier, like 
you got to give credit to a guy like Mike Gundy. He's turned over some of his staff, and he's continued to produce and recruit, and, and the results show on the field. And through COVID, uh, I think Coach Kleiman has easily done that. I, I think he's <laughs> – you guys know this. You're probably in the same shoes I'm in here. I'm a big, big, big fan of Colin Klein, and I'm excited to see what they are offensively this year with all of the pieces that we've talked about. But there always has to be that that one big dog in the in the doghouse, right? And that, that starts with Kleiman from my perspective. And with Colin Klein's offense, and obviously they made they have made it not a secret. They want to play a lot faster. Sure. I was shocked by that. I did. Nothing about Chris Clement's past has, has really suggested that he wants to play that way. But, but, you know, I don't know that this is necessarily going to be the wide splits and Mike Leach's Texas Tech Red Raiders reborn. Right. Yeah. I think you're going to see K-State at times play very fast. But I think you're also going to see what like what we saw in the bowl game. Get hustled to the line of scrimmage and then slow down. You know, and I think you'll see them use lots of formations. And I think you can play two tight ends and a fullback and you can you know a play later see four or five wides i believe that's what we're going to see with colin klein his <laughs> i don't want to come across as I'm, I'm calling him a genius but i think he sees things and feels things as an offensive person and you know from his quarterback days he's he's learned under some exceptionally talented people yeah, i think he's got an awfully good feel for what he's doing well, and they were last in the country in plays per game last year at Correct. around 58. Coach right. Kleiman told us he'd like to get to 70, 71. The tops in the country right around 80. So that put him middle of the pack. Yeah. You know, and to me, I think there's some advantages to what they do. They get to the line in a hurry, examine yeah. what the defense is doing. If you like the look, quick snap it. Sure. Or you get, you get time to adjust what you're going to call, audible out, check out of a play. I really like the, the switch. One of the things we asked Coach Kleiman about, and I'm curious your perspective, K-State's obviously – landing some some very good recruits right now yeah. at the skill positions especially in this 2023 recruiting class and we won't talk specifics necessarily but i asked coach Kleiman, you know was that a did that factor into the decision as well because kids want to play more snaps they want to play in a fun offense and now they're they're going to see this colin klein offense we've heard recruits just rave about him now they're going to be able to play you know 12 13 more snaps a game maybe get more touches I mean, that seems to be a significant factor as well that's beneficial that's well said and i think what i would add to that is is i i do think with with this football team thinking about what you said extra plays difference making kind of guy under set let's be honest all football now i'm kind of stepping on what i said earlier to a degree because I do think the quarterback gets too much praise and too much criticism. But let's cut to the chase here, boys. They make it go. Yeah. The quarterback is the position in, in football, whether it's junior high or the pros, and everything in between. And if you have a difference-making guy, uh, you can win a lot of football games. It's just what it is. The other thing that I think is a factor in that with, with the change and you know maybe getting up to 71, 72, 73 plays kind of thing, is that, and I think you touched on it, Cole, when you have young people in the program like Deuce Vaughn, you, you want more opportunities. And there are more coming down the line. We won't mention names here, but everybody knows who they are. And those are dynamic young talents that will be coming into the program a year from now. And, hey, you want it to be fun. You want it to be fast. You want it to be dynamic. And I, I think they'll be that. Would you have Baylor first in the Big 12 right now? How do you I mean? I think we, we kind of discussed it earlier. This this league is 
bunch of good teams and no real bad teams. So right. Kansas State can really have their best roster and still finish probably with a similar record. That's probably the problem with it, but you hope to increase that record. But is, is Baylor the favorite in your eyes? I would say they're probably right there. I don't know if I would say unequivocally they're the easy top choice because I think you said it well. I think the league is as wide open right now as it's probably been in quite some time. You can make a case for Baylor. You can make a case for Oklahoma State. You can make a case for Oklahoma and maybe some others. Uh, you know, Stan, I thought when we're doing our $105 cab ride from Love down here today, he said, look at nobody's respecting Tech, but would you be surprised if they won six or seven games? I wouldn't. They did last year. Exactly. And they've got a ton of guys back. Even at the bottom of the league, you know, <laughs> whatever that is, you know, Kansas and somebody, right? Uh, I think we all respect the job that Lance has done, and they're they're getting better. It's just a pretty high hill to climb, but he's starting to climb it, and you and you got to appreciate him for that. I just think the race will be really fun. It is wide open. I mean, I'll throw throw the question to you. What are you expecting out of Oklahoma? As one example, are they going to be Brent Venables, Clemson defense in year one and just okay offensively? Or are they going to be great defensively and pretty darn good offensively with Jeff Levy? I mean, yeah. time will tell. I mean, I think their offense, just because that's they've had success on that side of the ball for so long, I think they can. They probably have the confidence and the maturity and the wherewithal and all that to probably find a semblance of what they're doing, especially under Jeff Levy, really smart offensive Yeah, the, the other thing, too, is this is how much college football changes. We can talk about the coaching changes at Tech or Oklahoma or whatever, but I'm sure you guys heard, <laughs> or maybe you did, maybe you didn't. You guys have been busy, too. But I was, like, thrown into the back seat when I heard Neil Brown at West Virginia said, they have 30 through, 33 new players. Since January. Since January. Yeah. Think about that. So my point of that story is, is that there's change everywhere. It's who's going to manage it. Schedules matter. And that's one thing with K-State where you, where do you put them? They're in that cycle with four home, five road. That makes it hard. Especially Got to beat Missouri at home. Please tell me we're going to beat yeah. Missouri at home. I'm confident I can beat Missouri. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, Missouri has quarterback issues. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Yes. I think they're solid in other places. Yeah. And I think there's a perfect example of college football. Do we do Coach Drinkwitz? Do we think he's really, really good? Just okay, somewhere in the middle. Uh, Time will tell. Not a fan here. Uh, I'm not a fan of. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of Drinkwitz. It might be more personal, like just the way sure. he uh, interacts yeah. with yeah. Uh, with the media, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, Missouri game is huge because there's so mom, so much momentum relying sure. on that, and it's an old Big 12 rival. and can Recru really, Recruiting implications. Yeah. Well, and if you look at the schedule, not only do we start at Oklahoma, but I think my math is right here where I think we play three of our first four on the road and three of our last five at home. That's not exactly the way you want it, right? But if you could find a way to beat, say, TCU, and uh, is it too much to say we're going to beat TCU and Iowa State on the road? 
it's, 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 <laughs> I haven't had a lot of luck with Iowa State. Lately. Sure, uh, and and there's another one. What will they be this time? Hunter Deckers. Well, yeah. They're back in the role where they kind of thrive. It's kind of the underdog so, forgotten Correct. Role. They've struggled more as the favorite. They were underwhelming yep. last year, and yep. now they're, they're kind, of, kind of going under the radar. Yeah, and, and they lost. Here's the thing that I believe I know about the league. Yeah. Okay. There's lots of questions. We can talk about that all day long. But the one thing that I think is easily said is that you have a Baylor team and an Oklahoma State team that were dominant to a degree defensively last year. And both of those teams have at least two and maybe three or four guys that were difference-making, dominating guys that you have to replace going into 2022. That's significant. Especially Oklahoma State, I think, because they added a lot less from the transfer portal than those programs, which right. I thought was interesting. I don't know if that's you know, Mike Gundy's choice. And they lost their defensive coordinator. He's in Columbus now. That's a good point. But I'll, I'll Gundy, argue the other way and Gundy say they've got probably three as, as good of pass rushers as anybody in the league. And Gundy and replaces K-State's pretty good there, too. Yeah. 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 And Gundy replaces coordinators better than anyone. So. Yes, he does. Uh, they've been a consistent yeah. football program in this yeah. league now under yeah. Mike Gundy's been probably underappreciated by a lot of folks. So. I, I agree with that. I, I think if you look at the consistency of how they recruit and the way they win, <laughs> and again, it goes to whether you like him or whether you don't, it's irrelevant here. Yep. Results matter, and he wins the ball games. Yeah. I will say, Wyatt, I, I do like the Oklahoma game to start yep. Big Foot play as the first road game because it's a chance to get it out of the way, and sure. I think there's going to be a little bit of growing pains for Brent Venables and his first stint as a head coach and, and their offensive system they're installing. Uh, they will have gotten three games under the belt, so they might have worked the kinks out. But I, I do think there's an opportunity down for K-State to go down there and uh, beat the Sooners. Are you sure? They played Nebraska. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it will be an interesting thing uh, because remember now, I don't, know, I don't know how you see this, but remember last year Nebraska gave them a pretty good run in Norman. And for that matter, so did Tulane. Oh, yeah. And Tulane, by the way, is on our schedule in week three. So, yeah, it's hey, college football is here, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy about that because, you know what, you can only talk so much about realignment yeah. before you're ready to knock your head against the ball, right? Yeah. And, and Tulane is another, like, it's like the Nevada of last year where Correct. you've got another solid middle tier. Willie, Willie Fritz right? yeah. from yeah. Kansas, right? Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were disappointing last year oh, after yeah. that Oklahoma game. They, they were cheap, but they, yeah. they have been pretty good yeah. under Willie Fritz. And so that's a that's a program that could give K-State a little bit of a run in Manhattan week three. That's a tough game too, because it's a sandwich game after the Missouri game, and then you got OU right after, right? So right. you got to be locked in going to that game. No, it, Wyatt, it's so sick of conference realignment. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you are too. We've lost sight of what matters and Correct. rivalries and geography. What's the point of even having a conference anymore if this is the direction it's going to go? Yeah, and at some point, I think there will Somewhere along the line, there needs to be. I think one of the coaches yeah. said, "Get the get yeah. the train back on the rails." It was the kind of the way he was trying to put it. I'm I'm in agreement with that. Whether whether it's realignment, whether it's name, image, likeness. I mean, think about it this way: with NIL, in a 12 month period, we have gone from the athletes get almost nothing to it's almost pay for play. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone a little too far past that one. But the, I, I will say this about realignment. I think a lot of the guys that I've talked to today feel like it's going to slow down here now, let the season play out. But when we get back here a year from now, God willing, we may be talking about it again. Do <laughs> uh, you think it'll wait that long or no? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. This yeah. is, it depends it, how 
depends if any Pac-12 teams PNA can probably. Yeah, and and I and or Notre the Dame. obvious factor is Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah. If they decide to go, then you could see the chips falling in hundreds, hundreds of ways. And you just you can't trust anybody. You know, no one's telling the That's truth. That's the saddest and, part because yeah. this, at the end of the day, you cut right down to it. This is about television and dollars and playoffs and power. Yeah. That's needs, pretty much it. Someone needs to look out for the long-term viability of the sport. I mean, college football and college athletics, they're looking at the immediate money grab right now. Right. But if you eventually get to a model where it's the SEC, Big Ten, and then everybody else is just kind of pushed to the side and you've only got 30, 40 teams that are really, you know, power five programs Outcasting a lot of people. Yeah. Think how many people turn off their televisions and aren't watching the games anymore. Is the money going to be there for the TV? Well, that's an interesting point, too. And I wonder if we maybe bring this up will be crazy to you. But if we're going to get to like the top 48 teams, are we going to start seeing maybe somebody like Indiana football or Wake Forest or Vandy get tossed out and they bring in? Clemson, Florida State, Miami, yeah. whoever it might be. Isn't it isn't it wild to think that Vanderbilt is going to make more television dollars this year than USC and Texas? Or like they're going to be making like fifty in a couple of years. They're going to be making fifty million dollars more than Kansas State. Yeah, Vanderbilt. Yeah. What do they do with that money? You've been to their stadium. <laughs> well, that's that's for sure. There, there, there's always room for for something, isn't there? And then give it to us. We'll uh, here's it. what I I go to bed every night thinking, look. Because I've been at K-State for 20 years and I care about the university and the program and, and all of that, but I also care about the Big 12 and, and the fan bases with Kansas State and Oklahoma State and Iowa State and Texas Tech are as good as most. I don't care what league we're talking about. Right. You know, good and lovely, I think good lovely for a basketball game. Yes. Yeah. And, and I mean, most people will tell you it's as difficult a place to play in as there is. And I think at the end of the day, somewhere along the line, that has to matter long-term, long-term. And I do think if we get to a eight or 12 team playoff at some point, maybe some normalcy somehow sneaks back into the equation. Pivoting a little bit back to to the football team, Kansas State, on the defensive side of the football, just a couple names I want to float out to you that I think have chances to really explode this season. Nate Matlack. Showed flashes last year. What are your thoughts on him? How good could he be? You, you, we asked Coach Kyman, could he make the jump that Felix made last year? Because he, he's got a load of potential. You look at him and his size. I'll be honest with you. I think your perception, obviously you follow this every day, because he is a guy who is like Felix was a year ago. <coughs> kind of an unknown. Everybody thought he had the chance to be a pretty good football player. And bang, look what happened. I mean, you want to talk about breaking out. I, I know it's putting a lot of pressure on Nate to say that he's going to be the Felix Anudike Yusama of 2022. He's best. But yet, I think he's more than capable. He's long, rangy, strong, athletic, can run. Doesn't that sound like Felix? I think that's the great part about it. You, back to what we were talking about with climbing and the recruiting and year four of the process and you you have those cycles of, of, of recruiting classes building on each other now and you're starting to see guys like that um i think 
he's not getting the same kind of headlines, but I wonder down the road, what can Cody Stuffelbeam be like? He's he's not the same frame, but he has the same motor as Nate Matlack and Felix Anyudike Uzama. And sometimes K-State's made a pretty good living with guys like that. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. Um, we're probably branching out of the honeymoon period a little bit for, for Coach Jerome Tang. Yeah. But what, what are your... I guess expectations going into this season probably hard. A lot of guys we don't really know sure. is on this roster. Yeah. And what is your level of optimism of what he's going to do at Kansas State? Well, I'll start by saying what he's done to this point, I think, has been terrific. I think the fans really like him. Yep. I think he's bought into the K-State brand. And by that, I mean almost everything. Uh, he, he loves the the moniker Octagon of Doom. Yeah. He likes the, the Power Cat sign. He likes Emaw. He likes Purple. He likes Lavender. Right? Yeah. I mean, he, he was blown away on the Catbacker tour by the crowd in Wichita and their yeah. fever pitch. I heard that was a big one. It was. It was great. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean it, and they moved from outside to inside Stop because hits. of the weather, but he's a very excitable guy. And I, at the end of the day, I think he's a terrific guy. I think he's a very fine coach, but he is, for the first time, a head coach, and it'll be a little bit different for him, but I think he'll do fine. I think if you're asking me what I think they can accomplish this first year, I'm going to take the high road and be a little bit maybe too optimistic because I do think they have good players. What's going to – and by that, I mean, you've got an interesting mix of some of the younger guys or top 150 guys – Mm-hmm. And then some of the older kids, the transfer that that have been around a while are, you know, thousand point, eleven hundred point scores. If you can mesh those together, now keep in mind he's operating in maybe the best basketball league in America. Yep. But no, maybe can he? Can I'm with you. <laughs> but can he get them to the tournament first year? I'll say this: I won't guarantee that, but I'm not ruling it out either. I, I think that's how yeah. I I would say yeah, it too. I would, right? Yeah. Bubble, bubble-ish, kind of what it feels like. And the Big 12 is going to get better, right, a year or two? We're, I mean, Texas and Oklahoma are solid programs, but sure. they weren't make or breaking the Big 12 in the basketball front. Well, that, but you're adding Houston. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, yeah, Houston has been dominant. Yeah. BYU, over the course of the last 40 years, has been way good. Mm-hmm. You know, and <laughs> Cincinnati. Cincinnati's tradition is good to me the one key is with with central florida i don't look at them as what they are today as much as i say what can they potentially be when they get to this league and can start to sell that to recruits where they recruit from and when that enrollment i mean it's the largest enrollment in the country when that when that starts to formulate into an alumni base and a fan base that becomes a little bit of a monster at some point similar to tcu you know, they, they obviously had success in the Mountain West, but then they came into the Big 12 and had some seasons where they were yeah. dominant. And uh, when you get the right coach, and I think it's obvious that TCU has one now, and Jamie's the perfect fit for them because he's a TCU grad. They've been patient with him and growing it. I mean, they won an NIT. This, it wasn't just like they showed up last year and were great. Right. But <laughs> put into perspective what they're doing, they're going to go into this season probably ranked in the top 10 or 12. Yep. And have everyone back. Yeah. I think we're really intrigued with the roster that Coach Tang's assembled. So much length. I 
yes. size and athleticism and what they'll do with that defensively and obviously rebounding will be dramatically improved but they're more athletic they're for more sure. athletic and I, I think that you know people are concerned about putting the ball in the basket I think they're going to create a lot of turnovers with some of these guys they brought in they're they're and the advanced analytics, some of these guys are really good in the steal rate, steal percentage. Yeah. Um, you look at Desi Sills, he's a quality defender. Marquise Noel, we know he's a ball hawk out there. Yes. Tyke Green is another guy that has some some solid defensive stats and yeah. the metrics. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, do they go to a Baylor zone defensive look that they did when before Baylor pivoted to the man-to-man look? Or and do they mix in, change yeah. it up? They. They're, it's gonna so, be they're so athletic, they can switch all positions. Well, too. I'll tell you a story. I, I was at uh, Belleville at a catbacker event on Monday, and I had a guy say, what are they doing <laughs> recruiting a guy from a place called Hostra who averaged seven points and seven rebounds a game? And I said, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know how many games we lost last year where we'd have given our left arm for seven points and seven rebounds out of the five spot? Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So keep everything in relativity here. Um, <laughs> I do, I'm like you. All of those things matter, Cole. Very perceptive on your part, I believe. But I also will say, the last three years, even with Nigel and Marquise to a degree, K-State struggled to score the ball. And I do think, even though this may not be the best shooting team, I think they have the. There are guys on this team that can shoot the ball. And I think it'll be easier for them to score, and I think they will get a lot more from the defense, or at least you hope. Will they be Baylor early where they set in that zone and it's it's tough to get in the middle of and hopefully you can rebound out of it? I hope so. If that's the way they start and a few years later they get to what Baylor was the last couple of years, I'm in. Well, and you got a guy in Marquise Noel that can create open looks with exactly. his ability to penetrate and kick out. Also, we know that offensive rebounds are often the best chance to get a wide-open three-pointer kick-out opportunity, and I think K-State's going to rebound the heck out of the basketball. I mean, uh, I'm going to butcher his name. You want to pronounce his name, the Hofstra kid? It's Ibiami Igiola, I think. Uh, Wyatt probably could have done it better. Ibiami Igiola. Yeah, Yeah. I think you're on it, buddy. Well done. (laughs) There you go, right on the spot. I put him on the spot. Third in offensive rebounding percentage last year in the country was was Igiola. And so... um, I, I just think uh, I'm excited to see the his best games now. too. If you look over his history, I think I don't know if he was at Hofstra yet. Was he at Stetson before that? Was that yes? Well, guy? Yes. And he had a game against Duke, which was right. I think a double double, 19 points. And then Duke, yeah, and then last year against Houston and another Arkansas. Game in Arkansas, 18 and 14. Yeah, 18 and 14 against Arkansas. I'm anxious to see Desi. Yeah. Not to change the subject, but I, I I guess what I would say is is there are pieces that I have seen that I really like. There are pieces that I haven't seen that I think I'm going to like. Now, can you mold all of that together? And it's 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 not easy, but I do think Coach Tang, Urich, and this staff have every opportunity to do that. I hope the fans are a little bit patient. I don't mean three or four years patient. I think let this group breathe and grow and I think you'll like the results as they, as they attain going forward. And I would say this, <laughs> let's say for a second they can accomplish and be right on that NCAA tournament bubble when we get to late February, early March. If that's the case, what are we thinking it'll be like a year from now and two years from now and three years from now and four years from now? I, I like what's, what's potentially there um, because 
these guys are going to recruit. Yeah. They may not get everybody they offer. I think they were on the job five days when they offered their first five-star guy. And it wasn't a guy they got, but hey, they're not afraid of anything. And I, I love that. I, I, if you're going to get in the ring with the big dogs, you better better get swinging. <laughs> yeah, in, in ways they're kind of built for almost year two a little bit more. Sure, because they do have some of those transfers are multi right. multi year guys, and they have more time to work on the twenty three class other than they had to jump right in to, right. to assemble eleven guys at eleven bodies. Yeah, and I, I would say the chances are pretty good that they could be done, but I also think there's a fifty fifty percent chance that maybe there's one more guy out there. We'll see, yeah. and I hope that they can redshirt the couple of kids that they want to. Uh, and let those other guys grow. And then a year from now, I think those two kids, Manning and Finister, will be ready to roll. Agreed. And I, I think Taj, I don't think I'm overstating this, I think he's a lot better than they thought he was going to be. He is a bouncy, good athlete. He can shoot it a little bit. And Dorian can do a lot of things. He needs to work on his shot a little bit, and he'll get better and get stronger. So... I'm pumped up for the future. I was, I would, same perception. I had reaction. I, my son was at K State basketball camp with Jerome Tang and got to meet all the players. Yep. And got to watch him. I don't take too much from it, but Taj Manning was out there. Just it looked like he was on a springboard. Really yes. athletic. I'll tell you another guy that we didn't even talk about, but I, I think, I think DY and I are on the same page. Naquan Tomlin is a special talent. He gets his shot off so quickly. Um, he's very athletic. Um, I, I think he's probably going to play mostly three, but maybe maybe a little bit of four. Do you feel like that's accurate? Yeah, I think he'll play a little four. I think he'll yeah. be mostly three. I mean, I, I'll tell I you, think. look, I'm just I'm just watching the guy handle the basketball, yeah. working with the kids. And yes. I mean, his ball handling, yeah. he looked like a guard yeah. with his ability. So. He's got skill. And, and it, you know, he's. <laughs> I think he has some confidence, and I'm anxious to see what he brings. I, I just want them to get off to a little bit of a decent start. And I don't mean just for the season, just in, in every way here with building towards the season. And then, you know, do well in those first few games and maybe just rock it from there. Yeah. And I, another New York guy. I, I like yeah. I like having New York guys. Uh, and they got four of them on the roster. Right. I love that. Similar to Chicago guards, toughness that you see there. And I agree with you. It'd be great to see them get off to a good start and really get the fan base unified. I mean, I feel like they're unified right now, but if they see it on the court, yes. to get butts more and back in Bramlage, right. get those seats filled again. I appreciate you saying that, and I'm going to be a little bit of a salesman here and say we need K-Staters to be in that building from day one because if you are there and if you are behind this group from the get-go, I think you will see a lot of things happen in the subsequent years because if, if we get that place back to where it is the real octagon of doom where K-State is a tournament team and not just happy to be in, but they want to get something done when they get there. Be there early. Be there often. Come a lot. You'll help grow the program. I think that's a great way to end it, Wyatt. I think it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be a Kansas State fan right Very now. Very much so. Football season. This could be a special group in basketball. It's, just a, it's a great time to be a Wildcat. Let me just say thanks for letting me visit with you guys. I've, I've I was hoping this day would come sooner or later. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, well, like we said, we'll blame John Kurtz, who's not That's here right, with us, right. but uh, we'll, we'll definitely want to have John's you all right. Yeah, we, 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 love, look, we love John. Yeah. I, I am no way. He's our point guard. He makes this thing go. I am trying to fill his shoes, and I don't do a great job of this, but uh, we appreciate you, Wyatt, and we uh, will have you on again for Thanks sure. Thanks so much, guys. Good talking to you. Appreciate it.
All right, that's Wyatt Thompson, voice of the Cats. You won't find a nicer guy around and appreciate him taking some time and plenty of time, being very gracious with his time for us here on the Three Mod Pod. Stay tuned. You know we're going to be back at it each and every week with you here as we lead into football season. Looking forward to linking back up with Derek and Cole and the whole gang here pretty soon. As always, appreciate Home Field Apparel and Holiday Distillery, plus Tucker Franklin producing this thing behind the scenes. For all of those gentlemen, I am John Kurtz. Thank you for listening to another Three Mod Pod. We'll talk to you soon. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.